order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. How are you? Good, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a while since we've been on the, the show together. Yes, it has. We also have a, a special guest with us today. It's Penny, the podcasting puppy. Is Penny, that a thing? Well, well, it is now. <laughs> Penny is, is walking around the studio today. Uh, so this is her first podcast. We'll see how penny the podcasting puppy does i really don't think it's working out with the amount we're paying her if she doesn't you know contribute much i think we're just getting rid of her yeah i, I think well that's what do you, what do you, do you want animal <laughs> control come on we're gonna have uh the PETA people no we are not getting rid of penny penny is our 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 podcasting mascot so but i don't think she's going to contribute too much how can you have a mascot for a podcast you can't see the podcast well look We've got Ace the Legal Beagle. Imagine a dog. There you go. That's that's Penny the Podcasting Puppy. That's her. I didn't even know this was a thing. So, well, it is, there's a there's a dog at your feet. <laughs> so it is a thing. True. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes today with uh, with Penny. It'll be interesting. So it sure if, will. If you hear barking or chewing. <laughs> It Which was I most think, likely not either of us. No, I, I think I hear her chewing on some kind of uh, chew toy. So I will right, we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, it's been a while since we've done a podcast together. Yes, it and, has. Um, too long. Too long. They've always been, uh, I, I think, the most entertaining. And so we're going to dive back into some entertaining legal podcasts starting off with today. Mm-hmm. And in thinking about what the topic of today's show was going to be, I, I happen to be, because I always am, watching hockey, and it dawned on me. It came to me. It was uh, it was an epiphany. So last night I was watching the Avalanche Oilers playoff game. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything about that. No, I'm not the biggest hockey <laughs> hockey guy. Well, no. I like hockey. Hockey's the best sport ever. We've talked about it before. And um, so I'd argue watching- it's uh, medieval night fighting. Have you ever seen that? I have seen that. Yep. People I dress up in medieval that. night costumes in a big boxing ring and beat each other up with swords. I'd argue that's the best sport. They beat the crap out of each other. Crazy. If you haven't seen that, that's like the Russian slap fighting that I've seen. Oh, my gosh. But, but not as good. But those two are the most entertaining sports I have right. seen. I've got right. to give you that. But no, go back about a game where guys skate around on ice slapping around a little disc. Not as good as night fighting, but okay, go ahead. All right, but you know what? They have they have sticks. They they beat each other. It's still fun. That's true. So I was thinking about it as I was watching the game, which was an excellent game, by the way. And I said, why don't we talk about some of the most ridiculous sports lawsuits that are out there? And it came to me. So boom, instant topic, go. all because I was watching hockey. Right. So let's start off with some of. Um, we're going to go through as many as we can, some of the most ridiculous um, sports lawsuits. But let's start off with some hockey because that's what right. we're talking about. And that's what was the impetus for this podcast. And, you so, know, once we started looking it up, there are so many ridiculous lawsuits in sports. Yeah, uh, there's, there's crazy. so many, you know, crazy. absolutely crazy lawsuits. So. Let's start with this one. This, this one's interesting. So Corey Crawford used to be the mm-hmm. goalie for the Chicago Blackhawks. He retired. Uh, as a matter of fact, so I'm a Devils fan, and he had been traded from the Blackhawks to the Devils mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and everybody was excited because, all right, now there's you know, a veteran goalie 
And then he got hurt and decided, I think he got hurt, but he decided to retire. So he's retired, but let's talk about this story. This, this story was back in May 2014 uh, when it was reported that at the time Blackhawks goalie Corey Crawford was being investigated over an assault uh, that an, an assault uh, that's that's pretty serious it is uh, but it, it stemmed from a los angeles kings fan who claimed here's the assault <laughs> right the, the assault was so bad are you All ready right. for it um i've what are myself you, what are you thinking i'm thinking he ran at him with a stick because he was cheering for the opposing team something like that right yeah well clark wong filed battery charges so that's that's the assault and battery so there's just so you know there's there's criminal battery and and criminal assault and then there's civil mm-hmm. so it's different but anyway mr wong um filed a battery charge against crawford for allegedly spraying him with a water bottle and he was ejected during the third period of game four against the kings wong insisted that the water bottle contained backwash and caused serious irritation to his eyes. Are you kidding me? Requiring medical attention. Are you kidding me? How insane is that? So you're telling me that he took the water bottle, splashed it in such a direction that it went right in his eyes. Filled with backwash. That's like, a, that's like one of those 4D movies, okay? That's completely crazy. So, and so, filled with backwash? Yes. Don't they spray it into their mouths? Yes, well... From a distance? He... he this, Mr. Wong... Who, who had hoped to be right, but was clearly wrong, he believed that there was toxic backwash in Corey Crawford's water bottle. Now, you're right, because if you've ever seen a hockey player, but especially a goalie, mm-hmm. they squirt it from a distance, and then and most of the time they spit it out. So I, I don't know uh, what was in that water bottle, but I, all I can envision in, in Mr. Wong's mind was something like Reptile from uh, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> where he spits out the green uh, venom, acid venom in his eyes. So needless to say, uh, I don't think that this went anywhere, and I don't think it's ever been determined that Corey Crawford has toxic backwash. So that that's how ridiculous... A claim is that for somebody to make. That's crazy. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So I, 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 it's, hockey fans are nuts, right? I'll admit it because I am one. Yeah. Other people are nuts, but mm-hmm. let's stick with hockey for one minute. I have a story for you here. All right. About a me. guy who took things too far and then even farther. So do you know the Maple Leafs? Toronto I, Maple Leafs? I do. Considering you're a hockey fan, I'd imagine you know who they are. Yes. Yes. They're the team that just cannot make it through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, in March of 2001, one of the Philadelphia Flyers fans named Christopher Falcone decided that he hated Ty Domi, the notorious Maple Leafs enforcer. He shouted verbal abuse at him throughout the game, and then he decided, you know what, I've had enough of this guy, climbs over into the penalty box and starts attacking him. He starts beating him up. His sweater was pulled over his head, but officials stepped in and nothing really terrible happened. But so so that's already insane, right? The guy jumps over the penalty box and starts beating, you know, Ty Domi up. Crazy. But he then sued, filed a lawsuit against Domi, the Maple Leafs, the NHL, and Comcast Spectator Incorporated, which owns the Flyers and the First Union Center. The guy who attacked Ty Domi. 
did this. He filed a lawsuit, and according to his lawyer, Falcone suffered a gash on his forehead and got the heck beat out of him, went to the hospital, had not a lot of treatment, but somebody has to pay for it. Oh, that's a good enough reason. <laughs> that's You know, he's lucky. He's lucky. Well, listen, I, he got the heck beat out of him. Yeah, well, he's lucky that, uh, that Ty Domi didn't unleash his full force and fury because if you guys remember, anybody that's a hockey fan remembers Ty Domi. His son, Max Domi, plays now, but Ty Domi was, was a monster. So I, I remember seeing this, and I've seen clips of this on YouTube. The guy basically scales the plexiglass wall to go attack him. Now, I, I don't understand what would, what would, what would cause somebody right, to say, hey, you know what? I, in front of 18,000 people, mm -hmm. I'm going to make my way down, mm -hmm. jump over the plexiglass, and start fighting with a hockey guy. Right. And then, to make matters worse, he sues them. He sues them. And, and you know what? It's so ridiculous. If you ever look at the back of your tickets for baseball, hockey, football, it always says that there's a risk of serious injury, that this is a, you know. But, like, I, I was at a rink not too long ago, mm -hmm. and there was a sign on the glass that says, watch out for flying pucks. Right. So, like, you know that it's it's dangerous. You know that you're signing a waiver, essentially, by buying a ticket. Um but why he thinks that this would be a acceptable behavior, I don't know. Absolutely insane. I don't know. They let anybody buy hockey tickets. <laughs> so last hockey story, and then we'll move on to some other sports. This one involves the Penguins, Pittsburgh Penguins. I was there recently. I was actually at one of the playoff games before they were eliminated. They were playing the Rangers, and they beat the Rangers. It was a good game. Any game where you beat the Rangers is a good game. Being a Devils fan. You know, you just harsh words can't like the Rangers. Well, Rangers fans are they're not, not going to be happy anymore. with me. No. Yeah. All right. Well, in May of 2012, Pittsburgh Penguins fan Fred Weiss filed a class action complaint. Now, he went wait, right to the top. Let's just file a class action against the team ownership because he was unhappy with you ready. Yeah, I'm ready. You think it was the hot dogs? I'd imagine it's something like that. You think yeah, it was the crazy. team, the fact that they weren't winning. I no, 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 no. <laughs> he, interesting. he filed a class action because he was unhappy with the number of texts that he received after deliberately signing up for text updates. Are you kidding me? No, he was a resident of California and claimed that the number of texts sent exceeded the maximum of three alerts per week. And instead of just unsubscribing from the text alerts, alerts which he never attempted to do, he decided to sue the Penguins. So he was seeking damages that were unspecified, largely some kind of, of huge payday, thinking that, hey, I just landed a big one because they said they were going to send me three text alerts. I got, you know, four. Mm -hmm. I got them. I got them. How dare they? Well, you know, I don't know. I, I get text alerts all the time from people that I didn't even think I did sign up to. Maybe I could sue them. Just well, Take just it to them. Call this guy. Well, you know what's it's fun? Because um, I've seen this so many times. I used to handle class action work, especially, mm. you know, on the defense side. And you would have people who would think that they just uncovered the holy grail because, well, you said that, that you were going to send me three. You sent me four. They go to a lawyer. The lawyer's like, well, they sent you four. And they know that there's a, a huge chance that if they can certify this as a class, the lawyer is going to get so much money. And that's why these lawyers take these cases, because 
hey, even if we settle, I still get, you know, some attorney's fees or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But this is why courts are tied up and and we've got ridiculous delays because of people like this who, instead of simply unsubscribing, decides it's better to just sue them. This is why. This is why the courts are backed up, you know, because everybody's looking for a cheap payday. Why didn't the guy just unsubscribe? And so that's what I'm going to suggest to you. Go through your texts, wherever you're getting them from. Victoria's Secret, wherever they're coming from. And unsubscribe, Brendan. I will. Don't sue them. I, I, just you know what? I think it's not worth my time. Uh, I'll just unsubscribe. I've learned my lesson. Well, I'm glad somebody's learned something from this show. I have a story for you. All right, we're moving away from hockey. Yeah, this is not a hockey one, although it's a sport very similar. Because it's with people, long sticks, and something they hit very far. Okay. <laughs> it's golf. <laughs> this is about Tiger Woods. Well, less the guy, but more one of his fans. Now, for those who don't know, Tiger Woods is a person. He's not a tiger. But this Tiger Woods fan doesn't seem to know the difference. He wore a huge tiger outfit to the TPC Boston Tournament. It was an homage to his favorite player, Tiger Woods. You sure it wasn't the Tiger King? You know what? It could have been at this point. I don't know. (laughs) He said he got permission to wear the costume beforehand, but he was ejected from the tournament because Tiger's playing partner, Angel Cabrera, complained it was too bright and bothersome. A year later, he filed a lawsuit against the PGA in Boston who had infringed on his civil rights by ejecting him. He sought... 7150 in damages because that was the limit allowed in small claims court. That's not what it cost him to rent the tiger suit. I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure. That would that would make a lot of sense. He he took it took him a year to file a lawsuit. He just sat on it for a year like, Ugh, am I that upset?" It's ridiculous. Grr is what he was saying to himself <laughs> when you he know? was kicked out. Right. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Now, this is just another one of these ridiculous ones where it amounts to nothing because this guy's civil rights weren't violated. Mm-hmm. He was on a, a at a, a private event, right? The PGA is is private. It's just like going to a hockey game or a baseball stadium. Somebody owns that stadium. Somebody owns that team, and you're buying tickets to go see that. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a public place. It's not like he was in the middle of uh, of town square. And wanted to dress up like a tiger. Do you think he could have dressed up like a tiger in the middle of a town square he or totally a mall? Could, he could dress up like an elephant, a tiger, Winnie the Pooh. You know, I mean, well, maybe not Winnie the Pooh because Disney might sue him. But Actually, that's a discussion for another time. That is. Did you know Winnie the Pooh has just gone public domain? And there's already a movie coming out called Winnie the Pooh, I Blood saw and that. Honey. Yes. And it's a horror movie. Yes, I saw that with the most ridiculous Absolutely Winnie insane. the Pooh masks. Yes. yes, but I found where you can buy those for $100. But again, that's another day. Another day. Go ahead. I, I, I can't believe you saw that because I saw that the other day and I thought to myself, is this some kind of yeah. you know, really, really late April Fool's <laughs> joke? But it wasn't. It's, it's true. Right. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Goes all kinds of crazy. He's going to go all kinds of tigger on people's asses. He's going to be cutting people up. He's going to. It's going to be crazy. Going to be crazy. I'm not going to see that. But we've de- neither am I. But we've deduced that he could dress up as Winnie the Pooh, but just not at a golf tournament. Right. Apparently, he could dress up like a tiger. He could. He could dress up like anything he wanted and and walk through town square, mm-hmm. right? And nobody could stop him because that would violate his his civil rights. However, at a PGA golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way. I know that they've relaxed rules over the years 
Um, but the PGA was always kind of like an upscale thing where people right. dressed up. It, it, yeah, it's golf. You got to be silent. Remember, do you? Yeah, well, yeah. Imagine you cheering when he when he goes to hit. Like you got this. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember uh, Billy Madison? No, 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 no. What's the the oh, the golf movie? Oh, Happy Happy, happy Gilmore? Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. And you remember how Happy Gilmore was a like a former hockey player. And then he's just like the bad boy of golf because he's loud and he brings fans and everyone's like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Well, that's what this guy tried to do. This guy tried to be happy Gilmore and it just didn't work. Yeah, You know, I think I'd be really great, but at mini golf, you think I could be like the happy Gilmore of mini golf? You probably could. And, and I think most mini golf courses would probably not have a problem with you dressing up like a tiger. But again, don't take that as legal advice. All right. No. We're, not, we're not saying you should do that. No, but I would like to see that, though. Yeah, I'd like to. Maybe we should have an outing where you go to a mini golf course, dress up like Tiger, dress up as a Tiger, and then I want you to tell people, "Yeah, I'm Tiger." See if they think you're Tiger Woods. Yeah, I don't think they would. I really don't think they would. If the yeah. face didn't give it away, my lack of skills certainly would. There's a picture of this guy on the internet. This Jason Goodwin, right? Yeah, and he's dressed up like the Tiger without the Tiger hat on, <laughs> and he is sweating his ass off. This is definitely there, him. It's de- it's definitely him. There is sweat pouring from this guy. He looks like he's going to pass out. He's got his hat off and the front of his tiger suit unzipped, and he's dying. You know, so, if anything, they did him a favor. <laughs> I think they saved his life that day. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, yeah, when you go to a PGA tournament, don't dress up like your favorite animal. Well, you got to leave that to the professionals. When you go to when you go to sports events. I'm going to tie in this one with mascots. That's what I'm saying here. Mascots are instances where people can dress up as animals and run around sports arenas. We, I, I have gone to a hockey game. People before. that get paid yes. to be the mascot. Yes, that's true. Not this, this guy did not get paid to dress up as a tiger. <laughs> I've been to hockey games before, believe it or not. I've been to basketball games. I have been to, I think that's the extent of it, actually. And um, well, what about uh, sword fighting or I've never been know, to one of those. Unfortunately. Russian slap fighting. No, couldn't been get tickets. Idea. Couldn't get tickets. But I have been to games and the mascots always light up the room. The second that it gets boring, the mascots running through the, the crowd, you know, throwing things. Oh, T-shirt party. And, you know, oh, my God, you can get a T-shirt. They, they a are t-shirt amazing. Party. What game did you go to? You know what I mean. You know, the T-shirt cannon and they're oh, shooting yes. T-shirts across the arena. I've always wanted to shoot a T-shirt cannon. By well, the you should really only stay. Did you? No, but I want to. <laughs> you should. You could buy one on the internet, I'm sure. So if I go on Amazon, I can buy myself a T-shirt cannon? I am sure it's not that expensive. I wonder if you could shove Here's a whole one. bunch of marshmallows in it. $1,145. Are you kidding me? No. For a T-shirt cannon? No, that, that's real. Or $329. Well, that one probably doesn't shoot too far. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to get UTO radio mm-hmm. T-shirt guns. Who are we going to shoot them at? In a, in a game, ju- we'll make them think, wait a minute, I've got it. I'm going to dress up as a tiger. In a game, I'm going to come with the T-shirt cannon and start shooting UTL radio shirts. People are going to be up and excited and cheering. They're not going to know what the heck is going on. That's They're right. going to get the shirts. They're not even going to look at them. Then one day they put them on. What's UTL radio? Boom. And you know New what? subscriber. Unlike the the arenas where they give out like, I don't know, six T-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like still waiting. There's 18,000 yes. people and there's six T-shirts. That's right. We'll just get like we'll 18,000 <laughs> shirts and you just shoot them throughout the entire game. <laughs> Everybody gets a shirt. 
people walk in and get French fries, just shoot them in the face. You get a shirt. You well, get a shirt. It's like Oprah. You're gonna be like good Oprah. Good idea. I <laughs> I don't think that would work too well. So <laughs> you should really only stick to shooting T-shirts, though. You know. Well, I didn't say I was going to shoot Oprah. Right. No, I, I you're going to be no, like no, Oprah. No, I didn't say that either. I mean, I think you should stick to shooting T-shirts because yes, tell in me why. June 2014, the Missouri Supreme Court ordered a new trial for a Kansas City Royals fan who was injured by a flying hot dog. Did somebody launch a hot dog <laughs> out of a T-shirt gun? John Coomer claims he was injured at a Royals game in 2009 when the mascot threw a wrapped hot dog into the crowd, which hit him in the eye. He filed a lawsuit seeking $20,000 in damages, and more than that, but... That must have been a yeah, really stale hot crazy. dog. Unless the aluminum foil was just positioned in such a way such that a it way, became it was a like dagger. A, yeah, it was like a, a mini javelin. <laughs> in earlier legal proceedings, it was ruled that the team was protected by a legal standard that prevents it from being sued over various fan injuries, but the Supreme Court ruled that a mascot throwing a hot dog was outside the scope of protection. Man, so... So if you're at a game and the mascot gets up and picks up a hot dog... Duck. Cover your eyes. <laughs> Just duck. Duck and cover because you never know. That's right. That's I right. And apparently his aim was so good, he should really be a baseball player. You know, forget the mascot job. He could yeah. be a dart thrower. There you go. Right? Bullseye every time, right in the eye. Superhero. (laughs) I don't know. I'd like to see them throw out all kinds of ridiculous things, like you Mm -hmm. know, ice cream sundays. Just throw them with the ice cream going all over the place, or nachos. Just throw out a thing of nachos. Nachos all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but nachos are pointy too. You could get those, like Ninja Stars, and someone's you know throat slit. You could, you could. Yeah. There's so so much danger at these. I didn't realize sports games were so dangerous. Yeah, it's it's it's. Super dangerous. You know how dangerous it is that, that you can actually get your, your, your butt burned? Did you know about this one? The I didn't Cowboys, know that. The Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So in August 2012, Janelle Corellio, mm-hmm. I believe that's how you say her name, filed a lawsuit against the Dallas Cowboys and the team owner, Jerry Jones, because she suffered, allegedly, severe burns on her butt while sitting on a bench outside a scrimmage in August 2010. Burns so severe... That she waited a full 24 months to take legal action. Oh. So she must not have been able to sit down for 24 months <laughs> in order to sign she an engagement She couldn't sit in the lawyer's letter. office? No, she she just couldn't. Her butt was, she must have been really, really bad. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen the pictures. Can we do the, the standing? No. No. It took her 24 months. You gotta wait till I can sit down. Yeah, exactly. So ESPN had reported on the lawsuit, and they said that the bench was uncovered and openly exposed to extremely hot August sun. Mm-hmm. And the combination of the black marble bench and the hot sunlight caused the bench to become extremely hot and unreasonably dangerous. You know, I just think that there needs to be some modicum of common sense in this world. Yeah. If I saw a bench outside in the sun and didn't realize that there's a damn good chance, and there's Penny, she had to, she had to chime in. Yes, she did. So contributing perfect information here. Yes, thanks, Penny. Penny is very upset about having her butt burned. Well, she didn't get burned. No, she did not, and she certainly didn't sue. All right, all right. We we had to take a pause because somebody with four paws 
was just acting up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I'm feeling about this mascot thing at this point. I don't know. I, I, I'm saying this is a no-go. Penny, Penny, you're a good dog, but a mascot for the podcast, I don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the story. So we were talking about the Someone's Dallas. Someone's burned bottom. Yeah, they're burned bottom. Talking about you know this this bench that you'd sit on. So here's my thought on this, just to, to, to finish what I was saying. Mm-hmm. How long would you need to plant your butt on this hot bench before you realized... Oh my God, my <laughs> ass is on fire and get up. I'd imagine that it was so hot that as soon as they sat down, it burned them. But then it begs the question, if they were wearing pants, then I don't know. I think this is too too specific. We're right, because into. it's not like your legs. I'll tell you, one time I went to a restaurant mm-hmm. and it was in the middle of the summer and they had these chairs that they had just like re-varnished mm-hmm. and I was wearing shorts and sat down in the chair and it was hot and then after I ate lunch, when I stood up, you could feel your skin sticking to the chair being ripped off as you stood up. <laughs> okay? Now, that was not my fault. Why? Because I just don't like things to be my fault, number one. And number two, right, right. because I didn't know. It wasn't like I sat there and I was like, you know, I, I smell something burning. I looked down and there's like smoke coming out from underneath my thighs. That's not what happened. But I would... like. How do you do that? First of all, right, my legs were exposed because they were short, so that was normal. How was your butt exposed? So there's no layer of protection as you sit on this bench, right? Right. And then you must start feeling the burning sensation. Did she shoot up in the air like a wily coyote with smoke coming out of her butt cheeks? I don't know. You know, I doubt it was like that. I, my guess is that she sat down, it took a minute, but then it, it, it was like it got through and it burned her. And then, you know, it just took her two years to do anything about it. You know, I really don't think that that amounts to anything. You know, one time when I was a kid, I stuck my finger in a lighter in the car. So, you know, the push lighters. I don't even know if they have push lighters. Mm-hmm. They do, but I don't know. Back when I was a kid, there were ashtrays in your car. You'd have like your ashtray and your push lighter. And I remember pushing the lighter in pulling it out, looking at it, and saying, wow, this looks red, and then stuck my middle <laughs> finger in it, right? And as my finger is stuck, my father's driving, and he says, what is that smell? And I'm looking down, and my finger's, like, burning. You can see. Oh, my God. Right. Now, that was just stupidity, pure stupidity. Who am I going to sue? Who am I going to sue? Yourself or the car manufacturer. Right. Yeah. No. Not I, having was, a child lock. It was me. That I could have. You probably See, this is the thing. This is what's wrong with the world yeah. today because there's people like you who would think that cigar or cigarette lighter should have had a child lock. This is the problem with the world. How uh, is this a problem? It's safety. It's not. It's just insanity. Insanity. Well, I've got a story for you. All right. Go ahead. About a Yankees fan. Now, this one is a little bit less crazy on the guy's part, I think. So, in July 14th, a Yankees fan filed a $10 million defamation suit against ESPN. That was a very, very Well, I just wanted to let it it resonate with you for a second. $10 million. $10 million. Against ESPN announcers Dan Shulman and John Crook. And this was in July 2014. Uh, Andrew Rector was shown slumped over and sleeping. His mouth was open, and he looked kind of funny. You know, he's there sleeping, totally knocked out at a Red Sox game uh, against the Yankees. Uh, And he was shown on the Jumbotron, right? The announcers, like, specifically looked at him. You know what I'm saying? You know, when they they highlight specific fans, that's what they did to him. 
Shulman referred to the sleeping fan as oblivious, while Kruk noted that the ballpark was not the place you come to sleep. I remember seeing this. Yes. Yeah. In his complaint, which was filed in the state Supreme Court in the Bronx, Rector contends that he was subjected to an unending verbal crusade by the network's announcers. Do you think that was an unending verbal crusade? No, I think it's nuts. Look, you go, first of all, you're in a public place. You go to a public place and you fall asleep. Do you really, really feel that you were wronged for falling asleep in a ballpark and then having somebody comment on it? See, this one I actually think, it is silly, but this is the one where I'm almost inclined, and again, I don't, I'm not, you know, super gifted in the law or anything, but I Or in sports. That's right. But I'm inclined to think that this one would probably be more in his favor because- But for what? Well, truthfully- he was minding his own business, and they a, highlighted a, him in a public, and place. they commented on him, and they, they the way they phrased it made it sound like what he was doing is something to laugh at. But but if you, know you what I'm are saying? falling asleep, and I was, I can't. I think it was last night. I think it was the same hockey game. They were talking about something, and then the cameraman zooms in on this fan who either had died in his seat or was asleep. <laughs> Now, they didn't comment on it, but they still filmed it. You know, I think it's different. If I'm sitting there with a giant boat of nachos, right, and then they zoom in and they're like, look at this fat guy and his nachos. Does he really need nachos? If I went to take them, he'd say, they're my nachos. That's what would happen. Now, that might be actionable because that is different. But saying, hey, look, this guy fell asleep, look, how do you fall asleep at a game? This isn't where you fall asleep. I don't know. Right. I think that's a lot of nonsense. I'm not it. buying that one. Not at all. I understand where you're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. You want to hear another one of these most ridiculous class action type lawsuits in sports? I you do. ready? Okay. I'm ready. Here. Hostile Heat fan sues the Spurs. Why? Well, in January of 2013... A litigious Miami Heat fan named Larry McGinnis filed a class action lawsuit. Everybody thinks you can file a class action lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Claiming that the San Antonio Spurs coach intentionally and surreptitiously sent their best players home without knowledge of the league, the team, and the fans attending the November 29th game in Miami. Mm -hmm. What? Ridiculous. McGinnis... Of the Miami law firm McGinnis and Gonzalez, the guy's an attorney, claimed that the Spurs violated Florida's deceptive and fair trade practices law by sending Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, I am not a basketball fan, so Manu, I apologize for butchering your name, Tony Parker and Danny Green home to rest rather than play against the Heat. The disappointment, he he was clearly disappointed, Mm -hmm. Uh, might be understandable, but the lawsuit, ridiculous. So this guy is a lawyer and files this lawsuit, which ultimately he voluntarily dismisses. But what was the point of this? Did he decide he was going to make a name for himself? Was he looking for season tickets? What was he looking for? I don't know. That would be like when you go to a hockey game and you want to go see the Washington Capitals and Ovechkin decides that he's... You know, he needs a, a rest day. You're going to go crazy and, and sue them? Crazy. Crazy. What is wrong with people? I don't. I have no idea. Absolutely crazy. Oh, my God. I've got one more for you here. All right. Let's do it. 
A Bulls fan sued Derek Rose for making him obese. In April 2013, a Chicago Bulls fan uh, named Matthew Thompson filed a lawsuit that claimed that Rose's season-long absence caused him to have mental breakdowns and emotional distress leading to obesity issues. He even claimed negligence on Rose's part because the star point guard opted not to return immediately after being cleared to play by doctors. Another ridiculous. Now, look, I feel bad for the guy for having emotional distress and for overeating, but I really don't think this is the, the player's fault. No, no, it's not like McDonald's happy. This, okay. this is not working out. This not is working not out. working out. Nope. I, I say we fire her. You know, anyway, getting back to your point about the guy that was became obese, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like me saying that McDonald's Happy Meals made me obese because they made me buy the toy and then made me eat the French fries. Right. No, it's... it's well, they didn't. They didn't. Well, That's not what caused <laughs> my issues. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, it's a business, right? It's a sports team. There's athletes. Things happen. What would happen if you're at an event... And, 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 you know, somebody gets injured and what are you going to, you going to sue because they got injured and now you're so upset that you're going to buy 47 Mrs. Fields cookies. <laughs> you know, you, just, you know what? Let me tell you something about Mrs. Fields, about Mrs. Fields. You know what? This is, it's crazy. I, at a specific hockey game, I remember I got Mrs. Fields and they give you cookies and they've got brownies and they've got all kinds of stuff. It's so good. It is so great. It's like, oh, you're at the game and you've got those warm cookies. It's awesome. So I'm all for Mrs. Fields. If Mrs. Fields made me obese, I would not sue. <laughs> well, Mrs. Fields cookies are like 20 bucks a cookie. That's true. They are right, very expensive, expensive at the game. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that we have covered as, as many of the insane sports lawsuits as Penny will allow us to cover today. So That's right. I, I don't know. I'd love to uh, get some feedback on whether or not Penny is a good addition to our UTL radio team. Should we get an in-studio dog trainer to make sure she's all right? I think maybe we have to. You Look, know? she's she's laying down nicely now. Maybe she's just upset about some of these stupid basketball lawsuits. Perhaps. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Hopefully this was uh, a, a good introduction back mm-hmm. with uh, the two of us because there hasn't been the two of us for a while. Two of us for a while, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and if this episode has caused you emotional distress or uh, upset, please do not sue us. Or if you became obese because Penny. Well, We're going to blame it on Penny. I, I, Penny, it's your fault. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. Oh, she's not happy with that. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure you tune in next time. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't done so already, and we will see you later. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.